The following can display content of emotional abuse, emotional distress, relationship violence, and foul language. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey guys, this is Juliana Paselli, and you're listening to Inside the Romantic World of the Dark Triad. So today, um, I have another guest with me, one of my good friends and one of my teammates, um, and we're just going to be going over his past experiences with romance and the dark triad so um so uh, uh, yeah i'm brandon uh i am one of juliana's good friends and uh yeah this is gonna be fun so let's just roll with it true all right um so uh brandon what is your gender uh i am a male and um do you mind asking or answering your age i am 21 okay um and this relationship that you had with your was it your most was it like an extra while ago so yeah um the girlfriend i had was like i would say probably about like three years ago mm-hmm. so okay. quite a while i was probably about like 18 19 okay when it, like ended okay how long was the relationship in its entirety from like the dating from like the dating portion all the way up until the breakup i would say probably about like two years so we had like a good year and a half of being together and like a year or not a year but like a half a year of being like together but not really okay um that makes sense yeah no for sure and you're you're familiar with you know dark triad traits and yes. um do you would you say that she had one trait in particular that was the most prominent um i would probably say like maybe like machiavellianism or i would probably say narcissism mm-hmm. either one of those probably the most okay interesting um yeah so, um, just to, you know, even, you know, get into, get into the good stuff, um, who, like, emotionally, what was your guys's um, communication sort of like? Like, was she, would she communicate you, communicate with you just based on kind of, um, was it mostly about her, or was it about, or was, you know, it targeted at you, or was it, you know, kind of like, how, what was the dynamic in your guys's communication? So, I mean... Most of our communication, if we weren't, like, hanging out, obviously, is going to be through text messages and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And it was mostly probably more pointed at her. She'd be talking about things that were happening with her. Or um, it would be, like, I needed to give her attention, Mm. if that makes sense. Like, uh, I'm a very busy person, so, like, I can't always be responding. But it was a lot of, like, hey, like, this just happened. Like, I need you to be here for this. Okay. However minor or major it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's not necessarily too bad, but I feel like, you know, um, you know, after a while, if, you know, you're communicating that, that can get a little, uh, it can get tense sometimes. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, how would you say like emotionally, how, um, like satisfied were either of you in the relationship? So honestly, I would say like, to be fair, I would probably wasn't the and this is like a common trait in me i'm not most like the most emotionally available person on the planet so like it happens <laughs> yeah yeah like it, it, happens. it just happens like especially if like one you're a college student you're busy all the time we're student athletes like yeah. we have jobs like things like that like yeah. it, we don't really have enough time to ourselves so giving it to another person is just as hard and um so i i wasn't the most like communicative on that aspect so i definitely have to say she was probably the more emotionally like 
she would carry most of the emotional side of our relationship. Okay. So, like, I would be there if she needed me to be there, but if it was just, like, kind of some minute problem, like, I would need her to kind of figure it out on her own. Yeah. So, like, whenever she was, you know, complaining, or not necessarily complaining, that makes it sound bad, but I mean, <laughs> whenever, whenever, no, <laughs> so sorry, whenever she was, you know, in need of emotional support, um, was she someone who... Like, for example, if she had a conflict with with any of her friends, did she, would she, like, um, would she play victim a lot? Or, oh, yeah. like... Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh. So, like, she would play... And, unfortunately, like, like, especially... Sorry to jump into this, but, like, if she, like, was... If we were having a problem, like, me and her, mm-hmm. she would definitely play victim a lot as well. Okay. So, it's just, like, it was really hard to kind of have, like, a... Like, turn it on you, kind of? Yeah, not even just, like, turn it on her, or, like, kind of turn the tables. It was just, like, hard to have, like, a fair argument, because she was always, like, you know, I'm doing the thing, and oh, it's, like, okay. I'm the one who needs to, like, oh, change. Oh, okay, so she I... has an image issue. Like, she just wanted to be perceived as good, and, like, yeah. the one who was, you know, not necessarily... She wanted to be, like, this emotionally stable, emotionally supportive person, when really she was kind of playing a victim like kind of how you're saying that's kind of like the narcissism that you were talking about yeah and i mean that can even be like how i had said in you know our you know in this previous episode how um the three dark triad traits um the machiavellianism and uh is mostly the outlier between the three traits it's not it's not always linked with the op with the other two however um, narcissism and psychopathy are obviously of course much more intertwined um than anything with Machiavellianism. However, a lot of narcissism uh, or Machiavellianism can be used in order to satisfy narcissistic desires. Yeah. So, you know, with her sort of, um, you know, trying to not necessarily gain your sympathy, but gaining like outside sympathy um, as, you know, her trying to seem like she's the good guy. Um, you know, she can manipulate her friends like that. Yeah. And it, so, it yeah. It always made it really hard to have, like, a... If we were arguing, or not even arguing, but just trying to have, like, okay, this needs to be fixed kind of conversation. It made it really hard to play it on equal fields, because it always felt like I was the bad guy, and I was just okay. like... Okay. So, were you ever compromising? Like, would you just accept defeat, or kind of, like, accept that oh, it was yeah. your fault? Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> That's a big I was just like, oh, yeah, it's, my fault, man. I'm so sorry. Oh, man. I mean, um, it was just the, like... No, I mean, you know, when you're when you're in that situation, you know, I was... Again, like I was explaining in um, the previous episode how, you know, this it's not like individuals ask for this. They yeah. don't. Um, you know, these people with these dark triad traits, they, pr- they prey on people who are susceptible. Mm. And so, you know, again, like, it's not... It's it's literally not your fault. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, again, but I mean, it's... I'm, I'm glad now that you're you know, aware of it and all that stuff. But, um, uh, would you mind me asking how, what was her relationship like with her parents? Honestly, so she, it was good in the front that like, she, she was a good student. She was on the dance team at the time. Like she was very motivated towards certain things, mm-hmm. but it was the things that she wasn't telling them where like, I guess it was more of like a, a hidden like kind of thing. So oh. like on the surface, she had a very good relationship, but it was just because they didn't know the things that she was doing oh, at the time. Okay. Um, so it, it's a really weird aspect. So like she would really like, 
her relationship with her mom and her family was like really strong but once they started finding out all these things that she was doing it kind of broke down really fast okay and would you say that like was she kind of remaining cordial or or you know secretive with her parents in order to either gain something or do you think it was just an actual like a a legitimate fear that she was like scared of um you know either being kicked out or like you know just disappointing her parents or do you think it was a like she was you know being secretive in order to um retain legitimate resources from her parents like money uh cars like things like that like so i think it was kind of a mix of both um her parents were very like they were very strict so and they were very not like conservative but like they were very like cookie cutter on Mm, the rules that they would place so i understand it to a degree but there were some times where i feel like she was just lying to them so she could maintain that kind of lifestyle that she Mm. had already okay and i mean that's kind of like it's kind of difficult to uh label that as machiavellian Machia- machiavellian only because like <laughs> hard word to say yeah only because like you know there is uh, like for example um you know there's a difference between actually being scared of losing you know one of a, a basic human need that you obviously need like clothes food housing things like that that's a legitimate yeah. you know you can do things out of fear for sure mm-hmm. um but I mean, if you're like, I feel like if you're doing it to either not necessarily maintain it, but to uh, you're exploiting these individuals mm-hmm. for this resource, yeah. that's where it makes it Machiavellian. Yeah. And so, um, like, would she would she like exploit her parents, or was she just like, um, like secretive? I think basically? she was just secretive. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's more of her maybe not knowingly exploiting. Okay. You know, but maybe it could have... Subconscious Subconsciously or be that. Okay. Yeah, so I, I don't think she was knowingly being like, okay, I have to keep these secrets to maintain these, these things. Yeah. So, but like I said, it could definitely be where she was just kind of doing it subconsciously. Okay, and then um, who... Who would you say in the dynamic of your guys' relationship, who was the most dominant one? Like, who had, you know, who kind of made the most decisions and who had the most say, essentially? Oh, definitely me. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if we were in, like, a kind of emotional, like, conversation where it's going back and forth on things that Mm -hmm. maybe I need to change or she need to change, definitely her. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if it was just normal conversation, it was definitely me. Yeah. And just, like, kind of regular things, I would have to decide. Just stuff like that. I mean, it's just, like, it was really, it's a weird kind of thing. But I think she just kind of trusted me into, like, making these decisions, too. Mm, Like, these kind of normal decisions. But when it came to the emotional aspect of our relationship, it was definitely her who had the more say. Oh, okay. Okay. That's interesting. Um, so you were kind of, and did that, uh, did that kind of play into your guys's like physical intimacy as well? Or like, um, would you say like within that aspect of your guys's relationship, did she have more of a say or like, how did that work? Only because again, like with the, um, the narcissistic traits that you had explained earlier, kind of, um, I feel like, again, 
when an individual obviously of course is exhibiting those traits like mm-hmm. you know they want to be seen and heard of as you know again like in a, in a positive light which yeah. you know of course that's 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 normal and you know maybe even in our nature yeah but i mean i feel like you know again there's a whole different amplified sense of self-importance so like was she seeking pleasure or was it sent or was it sort of 50 50 or like i think it was definitely more on her mm, so okay. she was more seeking it um yeah there's definitely like more of a reliance on her getting the the pleasure than me okay it was like i had to give it to her mm. than the other way around okay so it's yeah okay so kind of like that yeah like a sense of not necessarily self-importance, but self like your entitlement. Yeah. 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 Like that is It's like I kind of owed it to her. Almost. Ooh, yeah. that's... Ooh, yeah. that... Yeah. Yikes, dude. Yeah. Owed it to her. It's wow. Like, just because like, okay, because like with life advice or like kind of very kind of, you know, like life advice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would have to be the one who kind of like thinks logically and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But how I mentioned, I'm kind of emotionally unavailable at times where it's just like she would kind of take that seat and I think that would kind of get translated into like our physical like aspects as well. Okay. Okay. Um that's interesting. So, hmm, okay. Um and what was like because of her I guess uh needing for, you know, that sort of sexual validation as well. Um what was your guys's uh I guess communication like dynamic whenever one of you had a problem with the other, like whenever there was conflict, because, um, no, the only reason I ask is because, you know, of course it's the exact, exact opposite side of the spectrum when it comes to, you know, togetherness. So, yeah. Oh, oh man. Um, so it, it's difficult to say, but it's definitely more of, I would be kind of like almost unaware of these things. And then she would just come to me with it and then like, tell me why, I'm wrong or like tell me why I need to fix this and just kind of like lay it all on the board and me not necessarily understanding the problem I would kind of just be like why is this happening yeah and it's just like because it would come out of the blue almost Mm -hmm. like it was just like everything's fine we're texting each other fine we're talking to each other fine and then bam there's a problem Ooh. So it was just like, and then it was would like it how like, I said. Would it be relevant to the conversation or would no. it be? Oh, oh no, no. But like, it would be like an hour of us talking fine and be like, oh, I have to go to practice, like whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, hey, I'm out of practice. And then like, she gave me one of those weird texts where it's like, cool. Oh. Okay. And then I'm like, oh, is something wrong? And then she'd lead into her whole problem that actually had been boiling up the entire day. And she just kind of wasn't like acknowledging it hmm. at the start of the day. Yeah. And then waited until now, you know what I mean? Okay. So, like, do you think that she would use, like, because, I mean, if you're talking fine one hour and then all of a sudden it just turns into, I guess, like... Screaming contest? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Um, do you think that she would use your guys' good, ter- good times as, like, an avenue for negativity or, like, an avenue for, you know I, I mean? I think it was definitely an avenue to figure out, like, if I knew what was wrong. Uh, you know, oh, like, to, like, manipulate you into ye- seeing if you kind of, like, Yeah, knew. yeah, yeah. So, uh. like, at the end of the day, I would kind of figure out, like, oh, like, this was leading up, up to this this entire time. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it would kind of just come out all on the table at the end okay. of the day. So, I mean, that's definitely a pattern I should have caught on to then and there. But, like, thinking about it now. I mean, again, you know, you could have rose-colored goggles. It happens. 
<laughs> not for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, but um, uh, yeah, it seems like there's definitely some. I would say probably narcissism seems like it's the most prevalent yeah. because, like, I mean, I feel like if she was to have some sort of, uh, like, if she, from what it sounds like, it doesn't seem like she has a lack of empathy. However, based on this nar- like narcissistic behavior, I mean, it's it's almost. Not necessarily like it's rooted in lack of empathy, but there is a callousness in the behavior because, you know, you're essentially put, you know, not necessarily putting other people down, but your image is of the, of your, it's your first priority. Mm. And so, you know, you're in your self-importance and entitlement, first priority. And so. And I definitely like stress, like she tried to be like a perfect not like a perfect person, but mm-hmm. like she tried to portray herself that way. Oh. So it was like really okay. interesting because so she, probably... she did have like this kind of dark side to her too. Oh. Whereas like... You want to elaborate on that or no? <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> Understandable. <Yeah. laughs> Understandable. Totally cool. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, because I mean... Um... But it's like the dark side that you got to know once you were in a relationship like okay. this. So it's like she seems perfect on the outside, but really there's some something like brewing on the inside yeah okay because like again like with the um with the, the lack of empathy aspect um how all three of these traits are sort of intertwining it seems like because again of course we all have these traits to a degree yeah. um it's you know it's all on a spectrum but she seems to be obviously the closest to narcissism um with you know these other two traits sort of popping in every once in a while um yeah. but um like the narcissism and stuff like that this her end goal of you know seeking sexual pleasure and validation and then emotionally uh you know trying to almost get you to be the perfect boyfriend because you know of you trying to you know make sure that you're seeing the problem or things like that like pinning it all on you making it seem like she's a you know a better significant other yeah um that is also that's a lack of empathy towards you mm-hmm. and so um and there's also like times where it's just like there were when how you're saying like i needed to be the perfect boyfriend that's mm-hmm. definitely like the case because like there would be maybe i wasn't doing something or like yeah I would she like make you question yourself yeah, yeah oh so exactly. she'd gaslight you yeah, yeah literally, literally. oh so man i'll be, be getting gaslighted and it's just like she kind of had this kind of archetype of how relationships worked yeah where she wanted to follow that kind of pattern where it's mm-hmm. like oh you're supposed to give me flowers oh you have to buy me mm-hmm. meals you we got to go shopping mm-hmm. all of these things and if i didn't do some of those huh. just like do you, bridges would fall i kind of have so i kind of have two questions based on that so like do you think that that's a sense of entitlement or do you think that if her parents marriage was something like that do you think that she's kind of a product of that environment so or? interesting enough her parents were divorced okay so i don't she and that was like when she was little so she okay. was not like little little but at least like 10 yeah 11 Young, so she was yeah. just becoming transitioning into like middle school person. kind yeah. of yeah okay so she got to see like that as like at the start and yeah. maybe she didn't want that to happen so she wanted to portray this kind of perfect image oh as yeah as a result of that like an like, insecurity yeah because i almost. mean narcissism i mean a majority of it is rooted in it's, it's just the common denominator a lot of times is insecurity mm-hmm. so i mean you know that would actually make a lot of sense um yeah i mean oof that's the perfect boyfriend um oh yeah <laughs> um so i mean like how how would you guys communicate during one of your like if you had a successful 
moment in your life like if you you know like high school graduation or like because you know you you haven't graduated college yet or you know um you doing well in a sport or you know again job promotion etc i would always you you know me as a very like goal yes goal oriented oriented person tunnel vision like i know yeah it's just like i have something on my mind and if i don't get there like it's nothing else is important yes yes so it's just like if i was telling her, man, I have this really big high goal, whatever. And she kind of, she tried to bring me back down to reality. So it's just like, that was almost like a certain thing that I didn't need. I I needed a inspiration and she kind of tried to like reality check me almost. Okay. You know how I started a business and everything like that. Um, This was kind of the beginning of that. And I was like, man, I really want to learn how to do all this stuff. Like, and she was like, well, you really need to focus on college. Like this is not the time, you know? So it was really weird because it was like and maybe this was for good maybe it was not but like it was like uh when someone is so like goal oriented and wanting to push for something high that is not what they want to hear they don't want to yeah. hear they want to hear a support and yeah. possibly provide uh inspiration yeah exactly you know, they don't want to and hear, validation you know like yeah, yeah exactly. like you're doing a great job and they don't want to hear uh well let's think about the the things you have right now you know oh, let's think about the things that like are current you know like it's, it's just weird i mean misery loves company mm. yeah but ah. like <laughs> <laughs> but ah. also like but also like i mean do you think that that was her kind of being like you know let's think in the moment or do you think that was her legitimately like dragging you down because honestly if i you're... feel more dragged down okay because yeah. like you know if when you're in the moment and you're celebrating you know an achievement like you're on this achievement high essentially you know yeah. sometimes you can think like oh like all all these possibilities and sometimes it can cloud your rational thought yeah, yeah. and so you know of course it like it wasn't though like oh i want to conquer the world yeah, type thing. yeah. so i wasn't like like a um a success junkie but yeah. i was more like i have this goal it's really important yeah and to you me. were just one step closer and exactly yeah and then she she did i think it was definitely kind of like an undercut Oof. where she just wanted to like undercut that okay maybe because i mean i've tried to talk to her about this where like she doesn't really she's not a, me and her were a very different kind of person so it was like i was goal oriented uh-huh. and she wanted to do the cookie cutter lifestyle get a job oh, go to okay. college get married die you know, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> Retire in Florida. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Retirement plan, 401k. Like, sure, I can have that as my my plan B, mm-hmm. but I value experiences more in my life than that. So okay. it's, it's like I want to live my life to the absolute degree of fullness, not mm-hmm. necessarily st- stability, you know. I was going to say it seems like almost like she wanted stability because of like yeah. her either her parents relationship or you know some sort of some sort of deep-seated either subconscious either trauma or experience i feel like has brought out these um narcissistic i don't really see any trauma really yeah no like there wasn't really anything like i I, like i tell tell you this in the nicest it was a very cookie cutter life okay so maybe she was were her parents amicable to each other yes so they were they were very friendly they weren't like fighting yeah i think the only aspect that could have been traumatizing is the actual the actual yeah Yeah. the objectivity of the separation and that kind of time period of like having to oh now you have to see your dad on weekdays mom on weekends you know okay 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 that's interesting i mean like you know, with, like, a developing mind, you know, that can't... I feel like that sort of... Even just the idea of a separation, 
Um, I mean, you know, that can cause a, a child to crave stability. But yeah. I feel like to to the degree, I'm curious, like, you know, what else sort of maybe is manifesting or manifested within her because mm-hmm. like uh, like I don't know because I mean that's just interesting interesting subject yeah because yeah. I mean like I don't know maybe a it lot could of just like be boredom too it could you know? yeah because I mean a lot of like well well like do you mind me asking and I don't mean this in a rude way but like did she have like things going for her like a job school sports I mean she definitely like, had school I wouldn't necessarily say sports she wasn't getting a scholarship she, okay you know like she wasn't she was a dancer but she yeah. wasn't on like, like varsity. was it was like for fun or something like that well or? no she like did it for like she danced before and all this other stuff but okay. like she was on like the b team okay so like no disrespect to anyone on b team but you know, yeah you're yeah no it's okay you're no, not a team yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you're b team you're not a team yeah so and so she wasn't necessarily going to get a scholarship for that but she was smart she was very um like school smart yeah and she was driven on that aspect so she definitely had that going for her um but besides that she didn't have a hobby she didn't have any way like to maybe creatively express herself through maybe Mm. besides dance nothing like besides school and dancing which is kind of like school and a sport it's like a very normal kind of way of life yeah for most of us yeah and I mean like you know we both did you know school and sports in high school too so and I mean like and I mean like I didn't have the energy to you know think about any sort of relationship or anything I mean like I wasn't like I mean the whole idea of having a significant other in high school would have been you know cool but I mean like at the time now looking back I realize that would have been that's just not, not good. the time. Yeah. yeah, not the time. Looking back too. Yeah, absolutely. And but also like thinking about you know exerting myself and putting all these hours into you know um, school and my sport and you know like I I always worked in high school as well. So yeah, I mean same. like so I mean I feel like you meant your mentioning of boredom I think is actually very interesting only mm-hmm. because like even just relationships that I've witnessed with my friends here at school. Um, significant others i've noticed can not necessarily like quote unquote go crazy but they can um i feel like because of their lack of activities or things that they have going for them like you know clubs on campus that, that becomes their the, thing and like the relationship of, yeah. becomes their identity yeah exactly. and so yeah, you know I'll they become like yeah and too, so yeah. you know i feel like this um again that sort of that literally picks at their scab of insecurity yeah and then that you know really like they face it like up front yes all the time absolutely and so then you know the narcissism can come out the you know using people for their gain can come out Mm -hmm. or you know having a lack of empathy towards others and callousness all of these things can come out um but wow yeah i definitely um that's that's a interesting man that becomes their identity yeah (laughs) honestly i kind of like wholeheartedly agree with that because like she definitely, this kind of became her thing. Like, okay. our relationship, like, she would talk about it all the time. Not mm-hmm. just with me. Yeah. But she would project it on everybody else. Mm-hmm. If we were having a problem, she would project it on our friends, on my friends, Ooh. on anybody. So, like, they would tell me b- that we had a problem before I even knew. Okay. And it was like, she's like, I'm gearing up to tell them all these other things. And it was just, like, really weird, you know? Okay. Because, like... She couldn't um, wait to look like the good guy? Yeah, mm. exactly. So, it was almost like... um she was already painting me as the bad guy before okay. I even had a chance at the seat. 
Yeah, like very a chance interesting. To talk. And I'd be caught off guard because I'm dealing with school. We, you know, we both have to fence a certain amount of hours. Yeah. Uh, I have a job. Like maybe I yeah, go exactly. Fucking, oh. Okay, maybe I have to go clock in and stuff like that. So it's just like there, definitely how you say not a lot of time for a relationship. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So. And I mean, and even if you do have one, I feel like, again, like, or like a if we're traveling, like this. <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, if you're traveling, especially like for knacks and stuff yeah. like that with, okay, so for those who don't know, Brandon and I are both on the division one fencing team here at the University of the Incarnate Word. And so gang, gang, anyway, go gang, cards. Gang. <laughs> um, so we, um, you know, in order to be recruited for athletics, if you're unfamiliar with this, um, you know, you have to go to these national competitions that they're held by the United States Fencing Association every, like, every month. And, um, you know, you do well and coaches notice you. Yeah, Yeah, you got (laughs) to perform. If coaches notice you and like you, they can contact you. It's, you know, it's the perfect avenue for every fencing athlete looking to go to a Division I university. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, if you're traveling for one of these events, you can be gone for up to a week. Yeah. Um, And so... even, like, a week and a half. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, uh, at the time... We could be fencing multiple events. Yes. It's not just one event and we're yeah. gone. And we they could can be, be fencing four, maybe yeah. three. So it's just like. Exactly. And so, um, you know, having that, again, this also um, kind of leads into healthy attachment styles and things like that, which, um, you know, can also manifest through maybe like, you know, like, yeah, again, like parental trauma. I mean, yeah. um, and so, again, which can bleed into um, and they can nurture um, dark triad traits. And so, um, yeah, that's just, um, and I would say there was definitely like a reliance on our relationship too. So it's like how this almost defined her, this relationship also, like she relied on it. So it was just like, I was very kind of kickbackish where, Uh you know, I had to, I had certain things on my plate that I had to handle and like, especially if I was gone for a knack, oh Mm -hmm. my God, this driver crazy. Because she, like, I wouldn't be there. I couldn't be texting all the time. Yeah. All of this stuff. And, like, that would get her paranoid. That would get her all, like, crazy. So when I get back, I have to see her for four days straight, almost, you know? So Yeah, like, just you, so she again, knew yeah. it was stable, you know? Like, you owed it to her. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Oh. She, and it, it was like, a, like, you have to see me. It's like, oh, I have work until 9, 9 p.m. She's like, oh, well, we can just go do something else after that mm. or it's like oh, i got practice yeah it's like, oh, you if you have homework or like yeah, i don't know no, exactly it's... she's like oh no literally i was like i don't know i have a lot of homework to do and she's like just come do it at my house okay. i mean yeah I like, like I again like that can work for certain people but again like if you if you do better studying or working alone on your own like that's that's yeah. that's difficult and yeah. so like because you have a distraction there yeah absolutely um so like do you think that she was more kind of um obsessed with the idea of your guys's relationship or do you think that she was not necessarily in love with you more but like do you think that she liked the relationship more or you see so after we broke up she got into a relationship almost like four weeks after okay so i think it's more the stability of being in a relationship than like Mm. the actual person she's in a relationship with okay okay and like yeah i think it's more like that so and this guy that she's dating now is definitely more like malleable than me mm. so he's kind of just running with it Ooh, okay yeah huh i wonder 
Because, I mean, like, again, with the Machiavellian traits, like, they really care... People who exhibit these, um, you know, traits really care about status. Mm -hmm. And so, like, do you think that the status of being in a relationship... Not necessarily stability, but the whole concept to her of, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm I'm taken, I'm wanted. Like... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, you think that that's kind of, like, also a part of what's like manifesting inside of her like yeah. relationship intentions yeah okay that's interesting sure. yeah well i mean how's uh how's your love life looking now brandon uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> hey i i might last week you know um recently or maybe like a month ago i was kind of like i'm always looking for a, like a person who kind of like meets the way I kind of work. Yeah. So it's like now that I see that, I want someone who's just as driven as me. Yeah. Who just wants to like, ha- they have these goals. They're working hard. Yeah. They also understand your lifestyle. Yeah. So they understand the lifestyle that I live. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, he's not just blowing me off. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm working, you know? So it's just like, uh, throughout this last year, I've kind of been talking to someone who's like that. And it's not for sure yet, but I think we're more on the relationship track of status. something like healthy and yeah yeah okay, well yeah. semi-healthy I okay more okay health, more <laughs> than this one. just you know as long as again like <laughs> you know the whole the whole purpose of you know this project here is to just you know really bring awareness and of course provide preventative measures yeah and so like you know um like <laughs> yeah <laughs> The only reason that's why I ask, like, you know, hey, like, is it, you know, like, do you know, if you it's notice these better. traits it's early on. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's okay. less gaslighting. Less. <laughs> it's still present? <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, oh, man, it's the emotional availability. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, which, I mean, I'm guilty of, too, so, you know, it's cool. We can, we can, we can we joke about this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. A little quid pro quo. <laughs> but yeah i mean um i mean i you know again like thank you all for uh listening and i really appreciate uh my friend brandon coming on and you know sharing his of course and sharing his uh his uh romantic woes and experiences with the dark triad um and so yeah watch out um yeah much more much more covert than we would expect oh absolutely very (laughs) sneaky so anyway um yeah well again i'm proud of you and uh thank you for being here thank you for having me okay